Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid commercial program. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this station or its advertisers. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun owners in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Let me tell you, good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so we're taking a look at this video here from Lubbock, Texas. This has gone around the country. It was on Good Morning America. It's it's been on it's going to be on every national network in the country this week. And what we're looking at is in Lubbock, Texas, you have a Second Amendment advocate, you know, who should know better. Uh, knowing that you cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass, uh, you have a, a a guy that's going to a house, and we're gonna we're gonna find a little more about this story. He goes to a house, and he's there to pick up his kids at three fifteen, and he said, you know, he's saying in his video, "Look, I'm here to pick up my children. It's three fifteen. I'm supposed to get them at three fifteen. Where are my kids?" And so there's some kind of game being played here, as you look at it in in the background here. 
And so the the homeowner goes in the house, which I believe is the boyfriend of the ex-wife, goes in the house, gets a rifle, which is a Ruger PC, a Ruger, man, what is it, a Ruger PC-9? It's like a 9. Yeah, yeah it it's a 9 like... millimeter. It's a Ruger, it's a Ruger PC-9, I think, carbine, 9 millimeter. Goes to the house, gets a, gets a rifle, and he comes back outside. And listen to me, folks. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know where you are, you know, what part of the, the country that you're in, what part of Texas that you're in. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass, people. Let me repeat that. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass. What you do is you go in the house, you call the police, you let the police come out, and you let the police issue a criminal trespass warning. That person needs to leave. They refuse to leave. They are arrested. That's how you handle it. But instead, he goes in the house, he gets a rifle, he comes back outside. You know, this guy, you know, the 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 husband bumps him with his chest, with his hands next to his side, you know, and this looks this kind of looks like a little man complex here. You know, he bumps his chest. And I get it. I understand. I get it. You know, this guy is intimidating you and you feel like you need to teach him a lesson. So then what does he do? He takes a step back. He fires a shot. When he fired that shot, ladies and gentlemen, that is deadly conduct. That is assault. That is aggravated assault. You cannot fire warning shots, people. You can't shoot someone for criminal trespass. You can't fire warning shots. And when you do, guess what? The lady who's standing behind him, that is deadly conduct. He fired at his feet, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That first shot when he was aiming down at uh, the deceased feet. Yeah, you and you cannot do that. You can't do that. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this state, in this country. I'm looking at comments from like all the different media outlets, KXAN, um, Good Morning America. I'm looking at the comments, and I'm telling you right now, this is the main reason why you people need to take a handgun license course because you don't have a clue of what the gun laws in in the state that you live in. You need to take a class and learn the laws, learn use of force and daily force, learn conflict resolution, how to calm those situations down. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass. You cannot fire warning shots. You are committing a crime. So then his words, his words right here, listen to this. His words are, look, I told you guys to leave. His words bury him. Kyle. You did it, not him. I told all of y'all to leave. We came to get her, his son. He's not here. She this should have told that. And she that's it right there. His words bury him. He said, I told y'all to leave. Ladies and gentlemen, he just admitted, he admitted that he fired that shot because of criminal trespass, because he told him to leave his property. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass. If he would have said, and, and, and his, the, the Lubbock Police Department, I'm sorry, this is Michael Cargill, and I'm telling you right now, they're incompetent because you cannot use Castle Doctrine in this case. Here's what the Texas Castle Doctrine means, ladies and gentlemen. That means that if someone is unlawfully entering or removing you from your home, your vehicle, your place of business, you can use force, a daily force to stop them. If someone, let me say this again, the castle doctor means if someone is unlawfully entering or removing you from your home, your vehicle, your place of business. So let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen, ask, let me ask you this. Was, was the guy outside the home picking up his kids? Was he trying to enter the house? 
Was he trying to remove this guy from his house? Was he trying to unlawfully enter the house, right? The answer is no. And then the next question is, then, then you, you, you cannot use force, deadly force, in that situation. And then your next question is, was he trying to kill him? That's the question. Not did he bump him with his chest, he hit him, he pushed him, whatever, he swung him around. Not did any of that. Was he trying to kill him? Because the law says if a person's committing aggravated kidnapping, murder, sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery, you can use force, deadly force to stop him. And this guy, Kyle Carruth, who happens to be a Second Amendment advocate, should know better than this. And let me tell you this, folks. The judge, he's married to a judge. He's married to Judge Carruth, who happened to be in the house at the time. Yeah, he happened to be getting a divorce from a state district judge. And she happened to be in the house at the time. And then guess what? With all this in mind, this is why he was not arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you cannot fire a gun because someone is on your property and you want them to leave for criminal trespass. You cannot do that in Texas. It has to be if they're trying to unlawfully enter or remove you from your home, your, your vehicle, your place of business. If they're trying to commit burglary, they're trying to commit robbery, theft through the nighttime, criminal mischief through the nighttime. If, you know, then you can use force, daily force to stop them. You've got to learn the laws of the state and where you live. If you do not, you're going to look at, you're going to look at these cases like Kyle Rittenhouse and you're going to be, you're going to end up on the wrong side of justice. You're going to look at the Amon Arbery case and you're going to get convicted like the McMichaels. Learn the laws of the state that you live in. If you're not, you're going to jail. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talking. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. And we're back. We're talking about a shooting that took place in Lubbock, Texas, back on November the 5th. And this, folks, has not seen the day, the light of day until right before Thanksgiving because the person that pulled the trigger, the shooter, happens to be married to a judge, a district judge that was appointed by Governor Greg Abbott. And I'm telling you, I don't look at color. I don't care what you look like. I don't care your 
you're, you know, the, where you are in society, if you're rich, you're poor, whatever. When I see something wrong, I'm going to let you know. I don't care. This guy, Kyle Carruth, married to Judge Carruth. He's here. We are in a situation and the video is playing in the background here. Um, a young man, uh, Chad Reed, goes to his house to pick up his kids. He's supposed to meet his kids at 315 to take custody of his children at 315 p.m. The wife's like, no, come back at 6. He's like, no, so let's pick her at 3.15. They're playing some type of game here that it looks to me. So then the the homeowner, Kyle Carruth, goes into his house and gets a rifle, which is a, what is it, a Ruger? A 9. Ruger 9mm. Goes to his house, gets a rifle, comes back outside, and says, leave, get off the property. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. My neighbors, if my neighbors have a brand new swimming pool, I like to use this example in my class, and I want to jump their fence and go swimming in their pool for as long as I want to, I can do that. There's nothing that they can do other than try to drag me out of the pool. I can still get my laps in and get my workout in. The worst thing to do is call the police, have the police come and drag me out and arrest me, charge a criminal trespass, and I'll go to jail if I refuse to leave. That's the worst thing can happen. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass. So he goes in the house, gets a rifle, comes outside and says, hey, leave. You cannot make this. This guy says, hey, I'm not leaving. He puts his hand to his side. He bumps him with his chest. So what? You can't have that little man complex because they bumped you with your chest. You know, at some point, you know, and I've said this before. You know, maybe leave the gun inside the house. If, if Maybe it's time to fight. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. A gun's not for every single situation. You got to you have to be a bigger person. Instead, he goes in the house, he gets a gun, he comes back outside. He says, "Get off my property, leave." He takes a step back, he fires a shot at the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, that is assault. That is assault. Aggravated assault. You cannot do that. And also, it's aggravated assault against the person that he fired the shot is deadly conduct because the lady was standing the ex-wife was standing behind him. He could have shot her. That is deadly conduct. And then Something happens. He gets swung around. He takes like he's like four feet away, pulls out the rifle, pulls it up, shoots this guy point blank, kills him. Murder. And for some reason, the Lubbock Police Department hasn't filed any charges because inside the house was the judge, Judge Carruth. She's inside the home and they're like, well, there's a judge here. And so now we're looking at the the assistant district attorney has recused himself of the case and we've seen this happen before. You know, obviously, they're not paying attention to what's going on around the country. We saw this happen in the Ahmad Aubrey case where the you have a district attorney recused himself. You are an elected official. Police officers do not have the authority. They do not have that opportunity to recuse themselves of arresting someone as a police officer. You can't do that. I'm a police officer, and I see you did something wrong, but you're an elected official. I'm going to recuse myself and not arrest you. You don't have that right. You have, you've sworn an oath. You have sworn an oath to uphold the law. That is your job. Do your job in Lubbock. Lubbock Police Department, do your job. If you can't, then resign or quit. We're not going to stand for that. And I'm calling for the governor, Governor Abbott. I'm calling for the Texas Attorney General to get into Lubbock, Texas, and do something immediately. Something needs to be done. Let me bring into the show. We have a family member that was actually um, someone who's related to um, Mr. Chad Reed that was fatally shot that day. Let me bring into the show 
Natalie, Natalie Weaver, you're with Come and Talk It. Hi, how are you guys? I'm doing great, Natalie. How are you doing today? We are hanging in there. <laughs> you're hanging in there, Natalie? I know it's rough. Yes, it is. It has not been a great couple of weeks, to say the least. So please tell us, Natalie, who you, know, who you are and how you're related to the deceased. So I am Chad Reed's stepdaughter, uh, Jennifer Reed's daughter. Okay. And, and, and how well did your mother know Kyle? Um, my mom actually didn't know Kyle that well at all. She knew of him, um, knew of the affair going on between Christina and Kyle. Um, but all she had known about him was what Chad had told her. Um, cause Chad and him kind of go way back. So my mom did not know Chad or Kyle personally. Okay. And then please, you know, go through and explain what happened that day as best as you can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, just like it said in the video, Chad had a court ordered time pickup of 315. He picked up his kids from school on Friday. Um, however, Colton had been sick. So Christina was supposed to take him to the doctor, keep him out of school. Um, and like I said, take him to the doctor. So 315 comes around and they picked up my little brother who is 11 and they texted Christina and said, Hey, where's Colton? We're going to come get him. And she said, I'll be home at six. You can get him then. He said, no, it's my time to pick up Colton. Where is he? I'll come get him. Just let me know where he's at. I'll be have him then. Say that one more time. This is my we lost you there for a second. I'll be home at six. You can get him then. Okay. I'm at work or okay. something along those lines. Okay. Um, so as they were driving to go pick up his oldest son, he decided to swing by her work, uh, which is, I guess, where Kyle's been living too. We're all kind of confused by that. Um, but it's where Christina had been working. Um, so he pulled up there to see if Colton was there. And all of this kind of unfolds. So that's the stuff that, or that's what happened leading up to the moment of the video. Okay. And then, and to the best of your knowledge, who, who was actually at the scene? Who was there, you know, when all this went down? So my mom and my 11 year old brother were in the car. Um, and she's actually the one that filmed the video that you guys are all seeing. Um, her attorney had told her to start videoing all of the conversations between Chad and Christina because Christina had been lying about things happening. So she was ordered to video everything, which is why she was videoing in this instance. Um, and then Kyle and Christina and Chad. And then you see a bunch of random people in the video that we're not quite sure who they are. Um, but that's all that we are aware of that were at the scene when it happened. Okay, was the judge in the house? As far as I know, she was not. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, she was not in the house. Okay. And then why didn't the police arrest Kyle? <laughs> we are all asking the same question. Um, you know, he's like you, like you stated, he's married to a district judge. Their divorce was just finalized a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's also pretty well known around this area. And I've heard that he's, you know, got money and pull and status. Um, but you know, it's not okay. <laughs> he should have at least been detained for the 72 hours that they have to hold somebody without charging them. And they didn't even do that. Um, so he wasn't, you know, drug tested, alcohol tested, nothing. Um, he, I don't even know that he was taking to the station. My mom and Frankie were, and Christina was, but as far as we know, Kyle wasn't even taking to the station and questioned. Um, absolutely bizarre. And we're all very frustrated and disappointed with Lubbock PD and everybody else involved that there has not been an arrest made. 
And so um, I don't know if your mother's close by, you know, if she has anything she wants to add to it or anything like that. Um, She's actually not close by. It's um, extremely hard right. for her to relive everything, talk about it. Um, she, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, unfortunately, she can barely get out of bed right now. So. Oh, I, I can imagine. This is, it's, it's, in, you know, I've, I've you know, a couple people have looked at this video and they're like, man, this is just awful. It's awful. You know, because it's you, you're, you're talking about someone who's going to a house to pick up their kids, you know, at a scheduled time, you know, 3.15 p.m. And then everyone around is playing some type of game, seems like, and not, you know, giving this, yeah, you know, giving him access to the child at 3.15 p.m. And the child isn't even there. Right. right. And the child's not even there, right? Yes, that's correct. And, and that wasn't even said yeah. until after that final shot. Yeah, yes, I, I believe you're right on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is not a first time thing. <laughs> this was not the first time she had held her kids, withheld her kids from him. It's not the first time that she's played games with him. As you can hear him say in the video, I've been dealing with you. You've been playing games with me for the past, you know, X amount of years and I'm done. Um, and so, yeah, that's, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, he just, like I said, he was so innocent in the situation. He was unarmed, um, was not causing any, you know, harm to anybody or the property. And, you know, the, there's actually, a lot of people miss this, but there's two shots fired before he actually kills Chad. And those are aggravated assaults with deadly weapons. Absolutely. Um, but the first shot is, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, he shoots at Chad before Chad even is up close to him. So the second shot is when he shoots at his feet, but there's that first shot where Chad isn't even up, isn't even near him. And, you know, there's so many people saying, oh, this is a warning shot. No, that's aggravated assault. I mean, warning shots are illegal, yes, but that's aggravated assault. Right, and you cannot uh, do warning shots. You cannot fire around no, in, in city illegal. limits. <laughs> it's illegal. Yeah. It's so illegal. And that's what's so frustrating about all of this is, you know, even if it's not self-defense in any in any way, shape, or form, but even if you say it is, you you there was so much illegal activity going on. I mean, withholding your child is a state felony. Um, yes. And, and so, yeah, yeah, I don't... yeah you're, you're right. Cause you're looking at, there's a, there's a, there's a, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, how, you know, what are you looking at when you're holding a child and keeping a child from their parent? We're going to talk about that and more, man. Thank you, Natalie Weaver. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to come and talk. This is Brittany Glaze and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on come and talk it. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about a shooting happened in Lubbock, Texas. We're talking about a shooting that happened, um, a shooting of Chad Reed. He was actually shot and killed by Kyle Carruth, who happens to be married to Judge Anne Marie Carruth. And when you listen to the video, the video actually says, you know, Chad actually says, I'm going to haul you in the court, I'm haul you in the court, I'm going to haul Anne Marie in the court. He's talking about Judge Anne Marie Carruth into court. He says it twice. And everybody else in the court. I'm subpoenaing your mom. I'm subpoenaing Anne Marie. I'm on video. I'm very Yeah. Please do it. You better use it, mother. God damn it. I'll take it from you. 
And let me tell you, when it comes to trespass, trespass, trespass occurs when a person enters onto or into property knowing that entry is forbidden or remains on the property after being told to leave by someone with authority. And you cannot shoot someone for a trespass or a criminal trespass. Going back to the example above, if you grab your firearm, go outside and fire a shot at the trespasser or someone merely creeping around your yard, you will likely find yourself facing a serious felony. Let me read that again for you armchair attorneys, for you people that are on Facebook and Twitter and social media in the comment section. Going back to the example above, if you grab your firearm, you go outside and you fire a shot at the trespasser or someone merely creeping around your yard, you will likely find yourself facing a serious felony. In these circumstances, Texas law only permits the use of force, not deadly force. This is why, this is the prime example why you people need to get your butt in a license to carry handgun course and learn what the laws are in this state. We need to learn use of force and daily force, learn conflict resolution, because a gun is not for every single situation. You got to learn the laws. Also, I want to take a look at, you know, uh, Texas Penal Code 2503, interference with a child custody. That's important. A person commits an offense if, a ch if the person takes or restrains a child younger than 18 years of age. And this is, you know, this is really, this is really important because... You know, if a non-custodian parent commits a non-custodial parent commits an offense, if with the intent to interfere with the lawful custody of a child younger than 18 years, the non-custodial parent knowingly enters or pursues or persuades the child to leave the custody of the custodial parent guarding or person standing in instead of the custodian parent. I'm telling you now, you can't interfere with. You know, a father who's trying to pick up his child at the scheduled time, he's trying to pick up that kid. And then just because you're saying get off the property, he's supposed to be there to pick up that, you know, he's supposed to pick up his kid. You're saying to leave, you know, you cannot use force or daily force because he's committing criminal trespass or trespass. You cannot fire warning shots. Firing warning shots, you are committing a crime. And that is why the Lubbock Police Department should have arrested this guy immediately. 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 Yeah, there's no such thing as a warning shot, right? You cannot do warning shots. It's called a felony. No. It? And so, you know, I don't understand what goes on in this country. There are certain people in this country because of your, you know, your financial status, you know, your race or whatever it is. Unfortunately, if I did that, they would put me under the jail. And that's the facts of it. Let's get it right. Got to get this right. And this is 2021. This is not going to stand. You better learn from what's happened in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. You better learn what's happened in the Ahmad Aubrey case. You better learn from the DA that refused to prosecute, you know, the Ahmad Aubrey case. Because you are committing a crime, but not upholding your oath of office, district attorney in Lubbock, Texas. The police department in Lubbock, Texas, you need to educate your police officers on what the castle doctor means if someone unlawfully enters or remove you from your home, your vehicle, your place of business, then you can use force, daily force to stop them. So the question in this case, ladies and gentlemen, look at the video again. The question in this case is, was he trying to enter the home unlawfully? Was he trying to remove him from his home unlawfully? 
Was he trying to kill him? That is the question. That is what the jury is going to have to answer. Was he trying to kill him? The worst thing this guy was saying was, give me my kid. I'm supposed to pick him up. Pick my kid up at 3.15 p.m. Where's my kid? The worst thing he was saying is I'm going to haul all you guys in the court. And I'm telling you now, the shooter, Kyle Carruth, he killed himself by saying, Kyle Carruth, the shooter, by him saying, I told you to leave. I told y'all to leave. I didn't want any of this to happen. You're admitting that it's all about criminal trespass. And you did not have the authority to use force or daily force in the first place. Don't drop the soap. Let me go back to our, our, our caller. I don't know if she's still there. All right, awesome. Natalie, you were Natalie. You were saying something before we went to the break. Um, I'm gonna let you go ahead and say what you have to say. I, I kind of get, you know, kind of get hyper there, a little bit. Oh no, you're fine. I don't remember what I was saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know, uh, and I know this is tough, you know, because you've lost a stepfather, your mother has lost a husband, and this is this is really tough. And uh, you know, and and there's so much going on here, you know. And I'm and just man, I just I want you to you know kind of tell us a little bit more about you know your stepdad, what type of person he was, where did he work, you know, give us a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chad and my mom actually just got married two months ago. Um, they loved each other so 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 much, and I tell people all the time that I've never seen my mom so taken care of, so happy, so loved in her entire life. Um, and Chad was like a dad to me. You know, I had um, another stepdad and Chad is just incredible. And he treated me as one of his own. And even though he was only really in our times for, or in our lives for a short time, he made such a huge impact on all of us. Um, all of his, he has so many friends who love him and family. And he is just, he is just seriously one of the greatest people I know. And he loved those kids more than anything. And he would do anything for them. And all he wanted these past couple of years was time with his kids. So it's just, it's really sad that now these kids aren't going to have a dad, you know, and that's all, that's all he wanted was to be a dad to them. There's so many kids out there who don't have a dad and these kids had one of the best one and now he's gone and he's taken from all of us. And it's, it's just absolutely horrific. And, and to, I'm sorry, what? All right. And, and, you know, and, and let me answer some some things there. You know, there's a you know, we have a threat going on on Facebook. We have a threat going on 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 YouTube also. And I love people that, you know, who come up with these anonymous accounts, you know, to try to hide themselves, you know, and make little, you know, make little statements and stuff like that. By the way, our call in number is five one two six four three five four eight three. You know, call me and ask me the questions that you have. It is 512-643-5483. And let me say that again. That is 512-643-5483. Because Rob McNeely says, you know, he's got a lot to say. Rob says, let's see. Chad refused to leave, threatened, charge, and assaulted Kyle. Let me tell you something, Rob McNeely. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass, you know, and the question, Rob McNeely, is was he trying to kill him? That is the question. Not push him, not hit him, not assault him. Was he trying to kill him? If he was not trying to kill him, because the law says it says aggravated kidnapping, murder, 
sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery. If you don't know the law, Rob McNeely, I suggest you go read a book. Go sleep on it because you're obviously ignorant of what the law says. Yeah, you can't murder someone for putting their chest into you. No, I can. they can bump you with your chest. The question is, are they trying to kill you? Don't be a little wimp your entire life, Rob McNeely. And you know what? Maybe you need to stand up and try to fight every once in a while. A gun's not for every single situation. Don't be a little wimp. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Natalie. No, no, thank you. I love that because it's so true. You know, it's all these people on Facebook are spreading all this false information and saying all this stuff, and it's just... It, it comes down to the point Kyle should be arrested, and there's absolutely no reason he shouldn't be arrested. Um, do I think that he has a right to a fair trial? Absolutely, I do. Uh, we all do. Um, but to not even arrest this guy is absolutely insane to me um, because it's it's clearly not self-defense. It's clearly murder. And it's, like I said, my mom is now without her husband. His kids are now without a father for absolutely no reason. There was no reason to happen and this is clearly not the castle doctor we've gone over that it's clearly not the stand your ground law we've you know we've talked about that you know you got to learn what the law is if you don't know Absolutely. i suggest you go to your local license to carry handgun instructor sit down in a class and ask some questions because you obviously don't know what the law is and for you know and i've i i reach out to everyone i've reached out to everyone on both sides of this case and ask them to come on the show, whether it's with them or their attorney. And if they did not come to the show, if they're not here to, to let you know what their side of the story is, that's because they refuse to either respond or reply to my messages. And I reach out to Kyle Carruth personally to his cell phone, his personal cell phone, you know, to say, hey, Kyle, come on to the show. And I don't expect him to come on, you know, but I expect his attorney to come on and let us know. And that's why I'm calling out to the Texas Attorney General's office. Uh, someone needs to step up to the plate and justice needs to be served because this is a clear case of miscarriage of justice. If I was in Absolutely. the same situation, I would be underneath the jail. This is horrific. This has been on this is national this week. You're going to see this on every national news network in the country. This is horrific. And this should not have happened. And once it does happen, we need to we expect justice to take place. We come Absolutely. back. We come back from the break. I want to talk about. Um, I want to go over the video a little more, frame by frame. I want to talk about what was said after the shots were fired a little more, and then we'll close this out. We'll move on to something else because you know, unless you know, you guys are gonna call in. You know, call in and, and tell me I'm wrong. You know, like I said, I call in numbers 512-643-5483. Call me and let me know where I'm wrong. You know, am I wrong in this case? You know, uh, am, am I, do I, am I misunderstanding the Texas, you know, law when it comes to criminal trespass? Am I misunderstanding the castle doctoring law in the state of Texas? Am I misunderstanding, you know, when you can legally shoot someone? Because when you pull that gun out and use it, I suggest, you know, you might want to get an attorney. You might want to, you know, get Texas and U.S. Law Shield or some other legal service to protect yourself because this guy has messed up. And there's no coming back from this. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Williford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. 
1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, once again, we're talking about a shooting that took place back in November the 5th in Lubbock, Texas. We're talking about when uh, Kyle Carruth uh, allegedly shot and killed Chad Reed uh, in Lubbock, Texas. And still to this date, here we are, November 28th, and no arrests have been made. Um, I've asked both sides, both parties, to come on the radio show to talk about this case, of, you know, whether it's either you know, the, the persons involved or their attorneys to come on the show. And so far, only one side have actually come on the show to talk about what has happened. I've reached out several times on several different ways and made sure they got my message. I actually sent them uh, text messages and phone calls personally to their cell phones to ask them to come on the show to talk about this case. And it's peculiar because this case involves a judge, a judge that's been appointed by uh, Governor Greg Abbott to a district seat, you know, who is a witness to this situation, allegedly. And so Judge Anne-Marie Carruth is married married to Kyle Carruth, who allegedly committed this heinous crime. And we're talking about, you know, homicide here. We're talking about, you know, and yes, I am caught up on criminal trespass because I'm listening to the words of the, the guy that pulled the trigger, the shooter. I'm listening to the shooter's words. And his words were, I told y'all to leave. You did it, not him. I told all of y'all to leave. We came to get her, his son. He's not here. She should have told that. She should have told that. None of y'all should be here. None of y'all should be here. I asked you to leave. I did everything. I did not want to do any of this. And this is about, and he admits this. This is about them being on the property, criminal trespass. By his words, his admission. And with that alone, you're saying this is about criminal trespass. You cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass. You can't shoot someone just because they're in your front yard, just because you're in your backyard. If someone breaks into your house, unlawfully enters your home, if someone removes you from your house or enters your home while you're inside, you can use force, then the force to stop them. But just because they're in your front lawn and you tell them to leave, you say, get out of my yard. They can say, no, I'm not leaving. There's not a whole bunch you can do. You can use force, but you cannot use deadly force at all. You can't fire warning shots. That is deadly conduct. That is aggravated assault. You cannot do that. And if you people don't understand that, I don't know what else to say to you. And I'm listening to people in the thread, in, in, on the social media thread that don't understand this. And this is why you people are responsible for people getting charged with crimes and going to jail for the rest of your life. Because you're an idiot. You're a fool. And by the way, my telephone number is 512-643-5483. Come and prove me wrong. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. All right, so, um, man, I, I want to thank our guests for coming on the show today and, you know, telling us, you know, your side of the story and what's going on. You know, Natalie, I don't know if you have anything in closing, you know, but please let us know, you know, wh what would you like for people to understand about you know, this case and your stepfather? I think if I have anything to say, it's that Chad didn't deserve this. 
he wasn't going there with the intention to hurt anybody or cause physical harm or damage the property. He was specifically going to pick up his son. Um, I, I'm making a plea to the AG and to whoever else can do something about this and help us get this guy arrested and press charges. It's imperative. It's and it's just absolutely insane that he hasn't been. Um, you know, it's hard for my mom to, to wake up every morning knowing that her you know husband died for no logical reason. Um, so yeah, I just, I guess if I have anything to say, it's just, please help, please spread the word and please bring justice for Chad. Exactly. Rules for thee, but not for me. You know, we, we got to make sure that justice is spread around this country evenly. Yeah. If you're married to a state district judge, then, uh, you know, he might get special privileges under the law. Hmm. Apparently. Yeah, pr- apparently if you're, you know, your high society, you get special privileges in this country. Rules for thee, but not for people married to a state district judge. That's right. <laughs> that's what it's like. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said that's what it. That's what it seems like. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. I. You know what? I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for standing strong and coming on the show, and Natalie, and and giving us, you know, your take on what happened. I really appreciate you spending your yeah. Sunday with us. Oh, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you more than you know. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. All right. My condolences to your family. All right. So, and we're talking about Lubbock, Texas, where a man shot and killed his his partner's ex doing a custody exchange. The man is claiming self defense, in spite you know, despite video evidence, the police haven't arrested the man. And the other, you know, in other news, I want to talk about Robert Francis O'Rourke is once again running for office, although no one likes him. <laughs> Hell so, yes. <laughs> Robert Francis O'Rourke is running for governor for the state of Texas. And I, you know, I think this is about, I think this is about what's happening down ballot. And this is start a fight in my house. You know what, Zach? Yeah. That's right. We've started a fight in my house. So, so apparently <laughs> sides. always a fight in your house. That's right. Sides <laughs> have been chosen. <laughs> we pick sides. And so apparently it's me against everyone else in the house. You know, you know, they're, they're like, we've, we've, We've uh, volunteered to uh, campaign for uh, for Robert O'Rourke. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and they they've threatened me that they're gonna wear a red shirt. I say, well, okay, well, you know, there may be, I you know, I didn't choose violence. <laughs> it was brought upon you, but it was brought upon me. <laughs> if you wear a red shirt, we're gonna have a problem. So. <laughs> So the sides have been have been chosen here, you know, and they're threatened to, you know, go campaign and, and block walk for Robert Francis O'Rourke. So, you know, so the 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 battle lines have been drawn. So the fight has begun. So we'll see what happens. And I think this is more about what happens down ballot, you know, because down ballot, you know, what they're saying is, hey, this guy is not going to win. I, I doubt very seriously, you know, Robert Francis O'Rourke <laughs> can actually beat Governor Abbott, you know. I, I, I just doubt it very seriously. Well, say goodbye to your AR-15. If you do. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, Hell your AK-47. Yes. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Yeah, I guess he didn't get the memo about how many people are actually killed with AR-15s every year, which is less than the number of people who are killed with hammers mm. every year. I think they should be focusing more on, you know, especially in Austin. I mean, yeah. You know, in Austin, you're talking about fatalities on Interstate 35 and, you know, the highways is really high. You know, you're talking about, you know, people getting stabbed. You're talking about, 
Uh, Austin is one of the five safest big cities in the country. <laughs> so there, there's so many, you know, other way, you know, other things. We're talking about COVID, COVID nineteen. You know, you know, there's so many different ways that people are dying in this country. You know, guns is like really low on the scale there. You know, so man, this dude, he he's he doesn't he needs to get a grip. Seriously, is he is he gonna get your AR-15, Zach? <laughs> He's gonna get yours. <laughs> he's not getting. He's gonna get yours. He said he's coming after yours. No, he said yours. Actually, he said he gonna learn you. <laughs> he gonna learn you today. I'm telling you. All right. So, um, and there's a video. I don't know if we have that video of where there's a guy that um uh, was at an event for Robert Francis O'Rourke. You know, I call him by his name. You know, the name that's on his birth certificate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this other name that he goes by, you know, but I call him by his name that's on the birth certificate, you know. And so there's a video of a guy confronting him at an event, you know. And so we actually have the audio of that video. Man, I'm telling you, wait till you take a listen to this stuff here. This is some good stuff right here. Hey, Bethel, I don't want to let me take a picture with you, man. I don't want to shake your hand. Yeah, I'm Robert. Robert, you're yeah, my Tokayo. I'm native, native Estonian. Thank you for being on behalf of the ranchers and oil and gas and farmers. Yes, sir. And, uh, Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. I'm in your grill telling you don't come back. Okay. We don't want you here. Thank you. All right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get the hell out. You ain't taking my dog, either. You ain't taking my dog. Don't even try to get your hands off of me. Get your hands off of me. Get your hands off of me. Adios. Thank you. How you like that? Woo! And see, they want you to think it's just, you know, it's just, you know, your your white Texans that are, you know, that are going against Better Rook. They don't understand, you know, that there are a lot of people that are just not liking this guy at all. Because when it comes to firearms and, you know, you being able to protect yourself inside your home, you know, we're like, whoa, hold on there. Slow down there, partner. <laughs> you know, I need to be able to protect myself inside my home because we've defunded the police. And you're talking about taking my gun away from he me where I need to defend myself? That is a problem, partner. And we're not we're not gonna play that game here. Not in Texas. No, sir. And you know, it, it's crazy. What do you say, Zach? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and, man, and you know what? And to change gears a little bit, there's another story that you sent to me. You know, you you sent it to me on Texas. Oh, geez. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. And that it's, one. It's not in the show doc. It's uh -huh. not in the document uh, there, Casey. But it was a it was a story of a lady on a flight. She's on the airline, and she's breastfeeding a cat. On a Delta Airlines on flight. Delta Air. <laughs> she's. Yes, <laughs> I can't even. It, the most disgusting thing I've ever no, heard. No, it's not of. a meow. It's more like a. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a. I'm just saying, what's wrong with you people? I don't, I don't, I don't want the water that you people are drinking. I don't want to be nowhere near you. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> if, <coughs> if you are, if you are breastfeeding a cat on an airline, I need to separate myself from you. I don't want to, I don't want to breathe the air that you're breathing. I don't want to be in the airspace. No, I need to six feet, six feet, lady, six feet. That's all I got to say. More than six, six feet. Six feet, lady. Stay six feet away from me. If you're going to breastfeed your baby, I'm sorry, not a baby, a cat on the airline. Delta Airline flight DL-1360 to Atlanta. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So, man, I'm looking at the comments on social media here. And, and, and Rob is saying that, you know, there's no proof that the the warning shot was intentional. <laughs> That's Dude, funny. You are a fool. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. My number is 512-643-5483. That is 512-643-5483. Five four eight three. Yeah, Rob should call in. So uh, what Rob is basically saying is that whenever you fire a shot, then you should be put up on stand and asked what your intention was. <laughs> they should say, hey, what was your intention when you fired that? Excuse me, middle school class. Yes, Michael. Okay, middle school. So when you're looking at this video, when he takes a step back, looks at his look at his foot and point the gun at the ground and fires a shot, do you think that was an intentional Yes, Michael. Thank you, middle school. Uh, that's from a group of kids. <laughs> okay? You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Yeah, he should be asked what his intention was when he fires the shot. Dude, uh, because can... intention matters. That's when right. you fire your gun, it matters. And I'm I'm a pro-Second Amendment person. I'm telling you right now. And I was, and if, you, if I think you're justified, I'm going to stand right in your corner and say yep. you're justified. I will defend you to my last dying breath. But when you are wrong, you are wrong. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your 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 position is in society. I don't care if your wife is a judge. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And yeah, I, I don't care if your wife is a state district judge or not. <laughs> it's you're wrong. It doesn't matter to me. It does not matter. Uh-uh. Does not matter. All right, so yeah, every bullet that comes out of your gun, you are responsible for. And you should and know there's this. There's no excuse. No excuse. When you fire a shot from your gun, it doesn't matter. Oh, did I mean to kill him? Did I mean to shoot that guy in the head or not? Mm. It doesn't matter. I shot him in the head. Oh, crap. <laughs> I don't I just don't get people. You know, and this is why this is why some people need to sit in class and just soak it all in. <laughs> you know, seriously, you just need to soak it in and sit there and ask questions because you are going to be responsible why someone is charged with a serious crime because they're going to take advice from you and they're going to go to jail. And I suggest they don't drop this up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. So apparently a Southwest employee was fairly shot. You hear that story. Southwest employee fatally shot outside a Texas airport. So a Southwest Airlines employee was fatally shot while leaving work. In a statement, Southwest said, this is heartbreaking, tragic loss. No arrests have been made. Um, so, you know, and this is crazy. You know, and, and, and I, you got to be aware of your surroundings at all times. And I don't want to victim blame or anything like that. I'm not trying to do that. You know, but man, the world is getting crazy. Uh, tensions are high. You know, people are upset. Your 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 airline you know employee and maybe you yelled at a customer or something like that, man. I'm going to you know definitely put my head on the swivel. You know when I leave my office, I put my head on the swivel. You know at all times, always aware of my surroundings at all times. You know there are a lot of crazy people out here who do a lot of crazy things. Um, let's see what do we got. We're going to talk about today. John Lennon. What is that story about? Circle Americas. You know. Circuit America's and their security. You know, apparently there's a John Lennon concert and at Circuit of America's. You hear about this, Zach? Which one? Well, John Lennon, you know, had a concert at Circuit of America's and people uh, was it was it oh, Rolling Stones? Stones. Oh, the was it Rolling Stones? Stones? That's a big show. Okay. 
All right, so apparently it's Rolling Stones had a concert at CODA at Circle of Americas, and people are just upset because they got stuck in traffic for hours, you know, trying to make it to the uh, to the concert. And I've talked about this before. I talked about how security is the worst at Circle of Americas. You know, here you are. You're talking about one of the biggest events of the year. Uh, this is not golf. You know, the people at golf, you think, oh, man, golf, they're rich. Nah, they're not rich. Circle of Americas, that F1 race, they're rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, that's some real money there. All right, so those, you, you know, when that big race happens at the end of the day on Sunday, you would think, wow, you know, security's got to be tight. Do you know that I've I've gone to almost every, every Circle of Americas um, race, F1 race, out of the track there. Do you know I've never shown a ticket to get into that race? How'd you get in? I, I go there. I go there. I grab some food or whatever. Then I have to come back or come over here, you know, to, to get to the station. But I, I've never shown a ticket to get into that into the stadium. Because at that point that they're getting ready for the race, they've been there all weekend long. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday is the last, you know, the F1 race is the last race of the day. That's it. They're done. And then there's a concert. Well, security is so last, they're tired, they're worn out, and they don't check people, they're not searching, you know, you can make it, man, I, I made it up, I remember, you know, uh, making it up to the stadium where the, the, the person, like, is doing the concert, and I think we had this last concert, you had, uh, what's his name, um, God, what's the guy that did the, uh, was doing, like, a DJ, he was a DJ, uh, which one? Oh, come on, Casey, help me out. Um, basketball player. Circuit of the Americas? Yeah. He was, a, he's like a DJ. Someone's going to tell me on, on Facebook. They'll tell me. It'll, it'll come to me. And, you know, I made it almost up to the stands next, next to this guy, and I didn't even have a ticket to get in. That shouldn't happen. I shouldn't make it that close to a celebrity with no ticket to get into a, a area that should be secure. You know, and, and we got to do better when it comes to security. And that event right there, that is a that's a nightmare waiting to happen. You're talking about the F1 race. You're talking about someone can set something off or do something that event and kill a lot of people. You're talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. Shaq. Shaq. That's right. <laughs> DJ Diesel. DJ Diesel. That's right. I got close <laughs> to DJ Diesel and didn't have a ticket. I'm 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 telling you, you're gonna learn today, okay? And I shouldn't I shouldn't be able to do that. I've never had a ticket and gone, you know, and now they're going to start looking for me. Like, okay, they're going to have a picture of me, you know, this black guy wearing a red shirt. <laughs> trying to try stick it to the F1 race. Don't let this guy into the concert. Don't let him into the, you know, into the place. Check his ticket. You know, and, and they never check. And they don't, they don't check. They don't verify. You know, they got to do better. We've got to do better when it comes to security at these events. Uh, same thing with the event that happened down in Houston. You know, down in Houston, uh, what was that concert? The big, huge concert they had. Oh, the uh, the one where people got sent to hell. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I'm looking at all the different lawsuits. Like 14 year old uh, family is filing a lawsuit, and I'm like, who in the world let their 14 year old kid go to a concert? You know, that's a devil worshiping concert, almost. You know, allegedly. Got <laughs> to throw that allegedly in there. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. You know, I wouldn't let my 14-year-old kid go to that type of concert where I know there are drugs and stuff like that. They're at the concert. 14 years old? What kind of parent am I? You know, it's, it's I just don't get it. 
I don't, I don't Travis know. Scott. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, Travis Scott. You know, and, and the first sign of that, and, and I, I hold the Houston Police Department responsible for that because the second that the you had about 100 people rush the entrance, rush the gate, and tear down the metal detectors at the gate, that entire event should have been shut down. But instead, they didn't do that. You know, that is, that's going to be the responsibility of the security. That should have been closed down right then and there. It should have got to the point where the concert even started. So you're talking about, you know, I mean, there's so much involved in all this stuff, you know, and, and we're always pointing the blame at the wrong place. You know, and unfortunately, don't get mad at me. I call it like I see it. All right. So, man, what else do we want to talk about? Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore is always in the news. Baltimore, Baltimore. So a former Baltimore County officer sentenced to home detention for rape of a 22-year-old woman. Did you hear that story, Zach? Nope. So apparently Officer Anthony Westerman, 27, was convicted in August of two counts of second-degree rape, one count of third-degree sexual offense, one count of fourth-degree sexual offense, and one count of second-degree assault, according to a search of online court records. Uh, Westerman was suspended without pay from Baltimore County Police Department, after the police department learned of his charges in December 2019. At Friday's sentencing hearing, Baltimore County Circuit Judge Keith Trufer withdrew one of the rape convictions and com combined the sentence for the remaining counts, saying he had only intended to convict Westerman on one count of second-degree rape. He sentenced Westerman to 15 years behind bars, but suspended all but four years of a home detention. And the judge also sentenced Westerman to a day in jail to the second-degree assault of a second victim for what he characterizes as a boorish act, according to the Baltimore County State's Attorney's Office. He was also offered to serve probation following their completion of his sentence. That's crazy. Crazy. Unless we hold these elected officials accountable, whether you're a judge in Lubbock, Texas, you know, whether you're you know, in Austin, Texas, whether you're in Georgia, you know, and keep in mind in Georgia, you know, where that DA did not do their job, that DA is being brought on charges for not bringing charges in the Ahmad Arbery case against the McMichaels. Yeah, that, uh, what did you say? It took 10 weeks for those guys to even get charges brought to them? That's right. And, and, and yeah, and, and someone on social media is like, well, he hasn't been arrested yet in this case in Lubbock, Texas. So that means everything's good. Yeah, no, it's not. It took 10 weeks, people. 10 weeks for the McMichaels to be charged in the case of killing Ahmaud Arbery, where they were convicted of, they got the record, nine felonies for one murder. They got murder. Yeah. Nine felonies for one murder. That's a world record. Nine felonies for one murder. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Don't drop the soap. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Let's take a trip over to Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia. And this is a case that no one is talking about. In this case, the verdict of this case came out on the same day, Zach, as the Kyle Rittenhouse case. 
You know, and this is a year I'm reminding people, this is the year that you don't want to be a vigilante and do vigilante justice. You don't want to be that 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 group of that mob or or you know the you know people that chase someone, you know, and try to attack them, you know, because in Kyle Rittenhouse case, you know, you, you Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty. You don't want to be in the situation of Ahmad Arbery, you know, and where you're chasing Ahmad Arbery, you chase him, you block his path, you 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 keep him from going about his way, you pl block him with the vehicle, pull out a rifle, end up shooting this, you know, shooting him. You're going to be found guilty, you know, of like the world record of amount of felonies, the world record. You know, here we are. Let's talk about, and this doesn't fit the narrative, you know, and and because this is the year where the juries are getting it right. All of our juries are getting it right. And I've talked about this for over a year now. I've talked about the Kyle Rittenhouse case for over a year. I talked about the Ahmad Arbery case for over a year. And these cases turned out exactly the way I said they would turn out. And here we are. No one's talking about Demarcus Glenn was found not guilty in Roanoke, Virginia. A man charged with killing a 16-year-old boy in 2019 has been found not guilty of all four felony charges against him by a jury in Roanoke Cir uh, Circuit Court. Demarcus Glenn was found not guilty late Wednesday afternoon in the death of Tyler Palumba in Roanoke. You know, and so you know, it's it's man, I tell you, you, you got to you got to you know educate yourself with, um, yourself on these cases and how things you know go about. It doesn't fit the narrative. And the number one case, the number one that I want people to know about is Andrew Coffey. Did you hear about him, Zach? Nope. Andrew Coffey. The fourth was found not guilty in all counts of murder, attempted first-degree murder. Andrew Coffey is out of Florida, the Florida man. Andrew Coffey was found not guilty of all counts of murder and attempted first-degree murder on Friday, the same day as Kyle Rittenhouse. Coffey was accused of firing at Indian River County Sheriff's deputies during an early morning drug raid at his home back in 2017. His girlfriend, Alteria Woods, was caught in the crossfire. She was shot 10 times and later died. Coffey was charged with the murder of Woods. He was charged with his girlfriend's murder after a grand jury exonerated two law enforcement officers of her death. So they exonerated the law enforcement officers and turned around and charged him with his girlfriend's death, and the police officers actually shot her. Both the case went to the jury's hand. Coffey took the stand to defend himself, and blaming deputies for his girlfriend's death. Defense said Coffey was asleep and thought the flashbang was a gunfire, so he fired his gun because he thought uh, that he was under attack. And I was trying to protect me. He was trying to protect his girlfriend. He thought that he was doing, uh, that's what he was doing. And, and, and he felt that, you know, he needed to protect her. And the prosecutor said deputies did, did announce that they were there. And they said Coffee fired at deputies and they returned fire. Coffee was found guilty on account of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, uh, which could have been penalty of up to 30 years in prison. He was found he was also found not guilty on the murder of Woods. Uh, so it is just disappointing that the jury did not see the tragic death of Alteria Woods occurred as a direct result of the actions of Andrew Coffee, according to what the sheriff department says and they're saying their hearts go out to the woods family as they still suffer from a loss of their daughter but we stand by the statement that we would still be here and had coffee simply complied with law enforcement and so you know the tables you know the tables are different you know 2021 is a different year 
You know, this man here, police executed a warrant at his house. He defended himself, and he took the stand. He defended himself on the stand, pleaded his case to the jury, and jury said, you know what? You're not guilty at, you know, of shooting, you know, at trying to kill the police officer. You're not guilty of, of the death of your girlfriend. And so this proves that, you know, this is a different, this, the times are different now. It's not like it was in 2019. Times are different. And I think people have, uh, people have woken up and they're looking at these situations now and juries are getting smart. Juries are educating themselves on what laws are. And I'm so glad that a lot of our jurors, the people that are on Facebook in the comment section, don't go vote because they're obviously they don't get that 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 voter that summons to go to you know to go to uh, to be a juror. So I'm actually glad of that because they man, you guys need to educate yourself on social media. I'm telling you right now. Um, what do you think, Zach? Yeah, people are waking up. I mean, it's happening everywhere. It seems like. You know, basically what's happening is jurors are just 12 of your peers, right? Yeah. And they're deciding your fate. They are looking at the law and seeing how a normal person would interpret this law and how they would basically react to it. And it's like, you know, people are getting charged with these crimes that aren't necessarily crimes, right? right? Now, there's one case that I'm confused about, and I, I don't have a I – need, I need so much more information because I feel I'm not getting enough information about this case. And this is out of um, – it's – I believe this case is in Wisconsin, and it's a case – it's in the aftermath of the Cal Rittenhouse acquittal in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Last week, advocates are turning back to the case of Crystal Kaiser – who is also arguing it was self-defense when she killed her adult sexual abuser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and set his house on fire and stole his car in 2018. Now, Kaiser was, she was 17 years of age at the time, uh, is accused of shooting Randall Voller III in the head, and Voller had previously been arrested on child sexual assault charges, and Kaiser was released from jail in June of 2020, after groups such as the Chicago Community Bond Fund raised money to pay her a $400,000 bond, and she's still awaiting trial. Now, prosecutors say the killing was premeditated, but what, what's notable in this case is that Kaiser's lawyers are invoking a self-defense argument that has never been used in a homicide case in the state before. And so originally, Kenosha County Circuit Judge David Wilk said that Kaiser could not use the affirmative defense argument in this case because it involved homicide. But Wilkes' decision was overturned by an appellate court that ruled that per a statute, a state statute, Kaiser can argue affirmative defense if her attorneys can show that her actions against Voller were a direct result of the trafficking she experienced. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court is currently reviewing the case and so we'll see what happens. And I just, you know, I just need more information because so she is, you know, I, I want to make sure I understand this right. Um, you know, shot him, killed him, burned his house and stole his car. You know, that's and, intense. And that's yeah. And and, and, and so and it goes. It, and to me, it goes. It's you know, she's like 17 years old. You know, I can see where she's, you know, 
you know, man, that's that's very traumatic, very traumatic experience there at 17 years of age. And, you know, that's her way of reaction of that as a 17 year old, you know, and, you know, I, I can see a jury saying, you know what, man, you know, she's justified because at 17, that's how she reacted to something that happened to her that's very traumatic. So temporarily, you know, maybe she was in, you know, temporarily insane. But mm-hmm. the traumatic experience, I can see that. Temporary insanity. Yeah, I, I can see that, definitely. And I just need more information, you know, from that, you know, more details of that case. You know, so I want to see, you know, how this comes out. You know, I don't know what you think about that. Let's see, what of our, shoot. Let's see, let's, let me go to social media and see what our people are on social media. I don't, for some reason, I can't, I can't see YouTube. Um, uh, Rob blocked somebody. Rob is upset. Oh, Rob, take your toys and go home. You're blocking people. Oh, the truth hurts. <laughs> oh, so sad. So sad. Ah. All right. So let's see what's going on. Uh, so we're still talking. We're still stuck on this case that happened in Lubbock, Texas. So let's go back over this one more time. All right. So Lubbock, Texas, you have a, a guy, you know, a father that goes to a home to try to get his kid you know, on his scheduled pickup time of 3.15 p.m., 3.15. And he's, he perceives the mother of the child to play some type of game, refusing to, you know, hand over the kid, you know, to the father at 3.15. She says, come back at 6 o'clock or something to that effect. And he says, look, no, I'm supposed to pick my kid up at 3.15. 3.15 is when I'm supposed to pick my child up. And this guy, you know, the worst thing this guy's saying is he's saying, I'm going to haul all you guys into court. This guy is not threatening anyone. He's not, you know, using any threatening language or anything like that. He says, look, I'm going to haul all you guys in the court. I'm going to haul you in the court. I'm going to haul you in the court. I'm going to haul Anne Marie, which is the judge, Judge Carruth, which is the husband of the guy whose house he's at. So then Mr. Carruth, the judge's husband, goes in the house and gets a rifle, a Ruger. PC-9, 9 millimeter, comes out with a rifle. He says, leave. Well, unfortunately, you cannot use deadly force just because someone's committing criminal trespass. You've asked someone to leave. They refuse to leave. You cannot use deadly force for that. They can say, no, I'm not leaving. You got to think of the, the case of the McCluskeys in Missouri. The McCluskeys in Missouri you know, had a rifle. You know, the husband had a, had a rifle. The, the wife had a revolver. And they're like, get off our property. Where they went wrong is you cannot point a gun at someone. You cannot threaten, use threatening language with you someone. You can't even point it at them. You can't even point at them because they're only committing criminal trespass. All right. So, man, and, and we'll take a look at the video. You know, think about it on your own. As always, more guns equals less crime. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.